Ben Silverio. And I'm Ansel Birch. And it's time to party! Nope, wrong nope. franchise. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna get We're mad off to a one. great start. Yeah, someone <laughs> will be mad. Uh, they, they don't need to be, but they will be. What's up, party people? Welcome to Time to Party, where this we... This very special episode. Yeah, we're in a very special episode of Time to Party. <laughs> we learned the true meaning of friendship. It's a very large ship docked off the coast of Norway. <laughs> I don't know why it's in Norway. I don't make the schedule. Hey, the... Norway loves a big ship. This is this is known. <laughs> speaking anyway, of big ships. Speaking of big ships. Um we've got first, both literal big ships and figurative big ships in yes. this in this show. And and um we're actually talking about ships. It's not a euphemism. Yeah, like spaceships. Like Although space the euphemistic ships. ships are in here too. I mean, that's very true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you read uh, the description about what this episode is about, yeah, if you, you read the title, know. yeah, if it didn't then, just then... autoplay after whatever else you were listening to. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice. That would be cool. We're we're here for you, autoplay. Um, like like podcast roulette, just like pick one Ooh. down your list. And... Where do I sign up for that? I know, right? There should be more roulette things. I mean, I can get it to roulette through podcasts I already asked for, but sometimes I want the the like big "Are you feeling lucky?" Google button on my podcatcher. I, I would like a uh, roulette button for Hulu, so I don't Ooh. have to decide which episode of Frasier to watch. Turns out there is one on Netflix. There is one on Netflix, but Frasier is no longer on Netflix. So you want one, but only for Frasier or Cheers. Maybe now Wings. Okay, okay. Basically, Paramount Plus needs a shuffle button. <laughs> but speaking Man, of Paramount, Paramount Plus, Plus is becoming a much better service. Man, yes. all kinds of good shit coming out constantly Absolutely. now. I know you're you're excited about Sonic 2. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, and I know I've told you this already... But Sonic 1 was the last thing I watched before the pandemic. The uh, Technically, it was the highest grossing superhero movie of that year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but speaking of Paramount Plus, party people, today on our very special episode, we will be talking about Star Trek Picard. Um, That's right. Which... Maybe... Season 2 finale, specifically. Yes, well, that is the episode that we will be focusing on. We will probably be touching on other aspects of the episode, or of the season. Because, you know, it all leads to the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we do a spoiler warning? I I mean, it's out now. Yeah. <laughs> it's... If you haven't watched if it you're, yet, If you're uh... listening to this on purpose, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you should have watched the show. <laughs> Yes. Um, but before we get into uh, Admiral Jean-Luc Picard's 
whereabouts. If you're wondering why we're focusing on uh, on a more truncated piece of media this this time around, it's because we're not bringing you our usual three episodes a month format this month. We are taking a break. Uh, I am on vacation. If you are listening to this uh, when it drops, I'm somewhere on the West Coast, probably on a train. Um, <laughs> I enjoy the, the mild amount of confidence that wherever you are, there's a train involved. Well, I'm taking a train down the coast, so those are very long train oh, rides. Oh, okay. Uh, that that makes sense, yeah. yeah. You probably will be on a train then. Yes, I'm taking the train from Portland to L.A., uh, and I'm very excited about it to see the coast from the train. It will be pretty as hell. Yeah. Ocean. I I live near uh near Lake Michigan, right? The uh, inland sea. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Uh but <laughs> my initial reaction was like, Great Lakes my ass. <laughs> What's so great about them? I mean, for lakes, they're quite big. Yeah, well, you know, what are lakes but puddles? What have they ever done persisting? for me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What Lake Michigan? What have you done for me lately, other than flood, uh, flood, flood Lakeshore Drive? <laughs> oh, come on, that's funny every time. <laughs> Who didn't see this coming? Huh? <laughs> Honestly. I know, right? You'd think people would learn by now. Learn or don't care, I, I guess, uh, are the two options. That's the American or... way, isn't it? That's... Ooh. Oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> I know. This week has just been uh, hard to get through. Yeah. 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 For a lot of reasons. You know, but, uh, there, there was that big one. Yeah. Um, but, but hey, there's some utopian future that we can distract ourselves with. It's true. Uh, thankfully, time travel is real good at that. <laughs> yeah. So shall we start with talking about your experience of Picard going into this? Like, what sure. are what were your expectations as a sort of casual Trek viewer? Slash, are you, would you even consider yourself a casual Trek viewer? Well, here's my whole relationship with Star Trek. I started watching Next Generation during lockdown because I wanted to watch the first season of Picard. So I went to a few of my very good friends who are very deeply ingrained in the Star Trek fandom to give me the rundown of all the episodes that I should watch ahead of Picard. Uh, so I watched most of next gen i watched most of voyager and i watched a bunch of the movies that connected to that stuff um and a lot of holodeck episodes because mm -hmm. i love a holodeck um and i finished in time to watch uh the first season of picard uh then by Which that time nothing. uh lower decks was out also and that is my favorite star trek Lower Decks is is some truly incredible Trek. Yeah. Um, even, even though I don't understand a lot of stuff, it's mm -hmm. 
easy to still follow Lower Decks. Well, and I think that the thing that makes Lower Decks special among the current lineup of Trek material is that it's it's sticking with the episodic roots of Trek. So unlike Picard and Discovery, um, which are doing these big, long season-spanning arcs, uh, Lower Decks, much like the original series and TNG and Voyager and Deep Space Nine, why did I list them all? I don't know. Um, the ones that went before... Uh, is episodic. And I think that that makes it more digestible. It makes it more accessible. And uh, it, it forces them to be concise and to explain themselves. Something that I learned a lot in writing my own sci-fi is that when you're doing a connected story, it's very easy to assume that the person listening listened to the last episode because you need them to know that stuff going into this episode. Whereas it's it's more challenging, but also more rewarding in the long run to ensure that every piece of information is packaged into the episode that you are showing. So every episode needs to have every piece of necessary information. And I think that the Star Trek writers do an okay job of that, um, but it's definitely something that I think you're going to get more out out of lower decks. They are going to go to the trouble of explaining who the um, uh, you know whoever the alien is for the week, as opposed to assuming you already know what their deal is. So I think the lower decks is is very laudable for that reason, as well as just being so much fun. Gorn wedding. So what does IMDb tell us about this? All right. Our good friends at IMDb tell us about Star Trek Picard. Follow-up series to Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Nemesis that centers on Jean-Luc Picard in the next chapter of his life. Oh, I hate that they put Nemesis in there. I mean, it's all true. I mean, I guess, but man, the events of Nemesis are not super relevant to this show i do have a funny story about um nemesis so Mm -hmm. when i was going through all of the star trek stuff uh you know the first time around uh, i got to nemesis and uh i saw the villain and i'm like who is this discount tom hardy and i texted (laughs) stella and she was like no that's tom hardy and i'm like oh shit that's full price tom hardy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i Name was brand. very amused <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah. kind of ties into picard because uh tom hardy is a is a descendant of picard right like their uh, family so tom hardy's character in nemesis is a clone there of we go. picard so in that way i guess sure Clones can be family too. Yeah, yeah. Why Just not? Spider Man. So, real quick, let's let's talk about uh, our drinking and smoking rules for this episode because we've right. got a couple. Might as well start off with that the way we usually do. Just as a reminder, these are a la carte. Choose the ones that you would like to do and not the other ones. Uh, and you know, keep yourself safe. 
Nobody, nobody needs to get completely trashed watching Picard. That's probably not the best way to enjoy this show <laughs> anyway. Um, and also, you can drink or smoke whatever you want. That's, that's up to you. Like, don't, don't feel pressured by us. You know, I drank uh, uh, soda while I was watching this and preparing, and it was great. Uh, so my first drinking rule is every time we have a tight shot on two people coming to understand one another. Which happens a bunch in this ultimate episode of the series. There's a lot of heartfelt uh, tight shots of us completing an arc and finally saying the thing that we've been working our way up to this whole season. Uh, so you get a couple shots at that. All right. How about you, Ben? Uh, um, you should take a drink... Every time we encounter a legacy Star Trek character, um, you can use this rule throughout the season because uh, it happens a bunch. A bunch. Not as much as season one, I would say, but. And it's about to happen a lot more in season three. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. Based on the casting announcements they've made. Woof. Um, this is another one that you could probably do uh, throughout the whole series. Uh, every time someone speaks French. Uh, would that be a smoking rule? Oh, you could absolutely do that as a smoking rule. Um, like you have to uh, French exhale. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but okay. From Greece? How French she got her nickname? I don't, man, it's been a minute since I watched Greece. <laughs> Is it keeping your lips together and exhaling? Is that what it is? It's, it's or not exhaling. Uh, or yeah, no, it is exhaling because the smoke is like trickling out of her mouth. It's, it's a funny joke because she's like, yeah, that's how I got my nickname Frenchie. And then Rizzo goes, sure. It is French. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great gag. I'm going to have to rewatch that movie now. Absolutely. Everyone should rewatch Grease, uh, but more importantly, Grease 2. <laughs> Grease harder. <laughs> hey, Aaron's not here, so I can I can freely talk about uh, the superiority of Grease 2. Oh. Oh man, she's gonna hear this now. <laughs> I'm gonna get an angry text message on the train. What the hell? <laughs> My next rule is take a drink every time there is sexual tension. Ooh. And when I say sexual tension, I mean between anybody. You know, it could be between Seven and Rafi. It can be between Gerardi and the Borg Queen, uh, Gerardi and Chris, Gerardi mm-hmm. uh, and your eyes. I oh, like man. Chris Pine, or not Chris Pine. I do like Chris Pine. I like Kim Pine. What is uh, what is what is the actress's actual name? <laughs> I just refer to her by her Scott Pilgrim character, and uh, Allison Pill is her Allison real name. Pill. Yes. Uh, I love Allison Pill. Huge crush on Allison Pill. Uh, spoilers, so she's not going to be in season three. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. It does make sense. Because she's the uh, guardian at the gate now that she's like yeah. a reformed Borg queen. Oh, well, I, I was wondering was... how they were going to work that in. If it was going to be like, are they just going to have to hang out near this 
transwarp gate the whole time or mm. okay so i mean that makes uh, sense question for you oh go on uh during that scene when she says guardian at the gate they play the tos score yeah is that a thing that i don't know about the only thing i could think of was the guardian of forever which is the portal thing the big stone portal that uh appeared in the episode host and post here to correct myself the episode was the city on the edge of forever which is the one that uh saw our tos cast thrown back in time uh and mccoy uh gets uh i think he gets hit on the head or he's no he's taking crazy space drugs that's right He's taken crazy space drugs, and so he is all whacked out in the past. Uh, and then Kirk falls in love with a past lady uh, and has to let her die so that it won't change the future. It is a whole thing. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that is the only reference I could think of was the Guardian of Forever. See, this is this is good. This is why we're covering this in our very special episode, because I don't know shit about Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to know. There's so much to know. It, and honestly, it, it's it's a weird reference. Because uh, so the only Guardian of Forever definitely inspires and has implications for all of season two of Picard. Guardian of Forever is all about not messing up the past with your future technology um you know getting stuck in the past because of the uh, acts of a godlike being and having to deal with that falling in love in the past these are all themes that come up in the original um and and then again here in in picard season two so i guess it it's not strange to have a reference here at the end um I don't know if they're trying to imply that this new transwarp uh, conduit is somehow related to that or is a time conduit or what, but um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of questions that could be opened up just from that single observation of the TOS theme being thrown in there. Mm. Yeah, because usually when you get a reprise like that, it's it's a big emotional moment, you know? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to use what I know better than Star Trek. Uh, in the MCU, you know, like in uh, Avengers Endgame, when, when you'd hear the the Captain America theme or the, sure. the Avengers theme, you know? Like, it, it's a big moment. Um, so I assumed that when they used the TOS theme... Um, hear that it was uh something important that i would have to look into eventually <laughs> i honestly didn't catch that it was the tos theme but i did catch the extra weight that was put on the line mm. um so yeah uh if you know out there send us a tweet maybe maybe you can own us on this one but uh yeah it stella's seems gonna like text a... us yeah stella's drops. gonna be like how did you miss this you dingus <laughs> yes um your next rule. So this is a little bit of a nitpick of mine with the way that they edited the series. Um, 
which had this almost like dreamlike motion to it where uh, sometimes we would just cut back and forth to things and not really cover the interstitial space. So whenever you're not sure why or how a character is in the place where they are, take a drink. Hmm. Uh, the one that stood out to me the most was uh, when... Uh, oh, God. Uh, Talon. Uh, when Talon comes out of the uh, building, having just been, you know, delivered the neurotoxin and she's dying... Uh, Picard is just through this random door for some reason, inexplicably. Mm. I did not notice. <laughs> yeah. She just sort of wanders down the hallway, and there's Picard kind of out on a loading dock mm. for no apparent reason. Uh, and I, I mean, I guess I don't need to know why he was there, but I'm kind of curious what he was up to on this loading dock. <laughs> yeah, um I, I did not notice <laughs> but yeah that kind of happens a lot in this episode in this show where you're like why are you why are you there what how did you get from there to there and you know and i again a lot of it narrative convenience we don't need to know but i as a as a as a viewer did notice that there were maybe some bits cut out or lazy writing i hate to say lazy writing uh writing that didn't uh think we needed to to know that mm. conservation of momentum i suppose yeah you know one interesting thing about picard is that uh compared to my friends that are actually more involved and have been uh fans for a much longer time than i have been uh i tend to have the differing opinion that I enjoy Picard. I think a lot of TNG fans wanted Picard to be episodic. Mm. I think when it comes right down to it, whether they recognize that or not, Picard is so much more of a long form story than anything we've seen Captain Picard in previously. And honestly, I, I feel like we've answered a lot of these questions before in shorter form. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not to cut you off there, but I think I think that's why a lot of TNG fans aren't super in love with with Picard. Gotcha. It's the, it's the only big issue I can think of because mostly it's a great fantasia on a lot of questions that we have, as I said, asked before. You know, we've a lot of times addressed in the show why is Picard the way he is? Why mm -hmm. does he explore? Why does he so resistant to uh, long term relationships? Um, what is the deal with Captain Picard? Um, and that's what fascinates so many members of his crew and what fascinates Q and, you know. Um, so I think that that it's really cool to see that happening. But um, I can see I can see longtime fans having trouble with spending a whole season on what could have been one holodeck episode in TNG. Mm. Uh, hot take. Um, I don't really care for Q. Uh, a lot of people were surprised when I said that, uh, during my initial watch through. And I just found the character to be annoying as fuck. Uh, there was maybe one episode where I really enjoyed him. 
Um, but uh, going into this season of Picard, I was fully expecting to get like a ton of Q and for him to be his usual annoying self in, to me. But I think John Delancey did a good job of playing it more nuanced, mm. considering the 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 reason why Q was back. They did a great job of playing him as the villain, and they did an even better job of giving us his redemption isn't the right word, but explanation arc. Mm-hmm. We went on this voyage of discovery of finally figuring out what Q's deal was. Almost in the same way that I appreciated A New Hope more after Rogue One. Yeah. I appreciate Q a lot more now after this. It would be interesting to rewatch some of the Q episodes now that we have this context on why Q picked Picard and what made Q so interested in Picard and some of the questions that Q asked of Picard. I wonder if that bears out uh, in a rewatching, if they like, you know, really... I wonder if that would be rewarding to go mm-hmm. back through and like look for the clues of this in his former uh, appearances. Uh, spoiler, I have watched all of Star Trek in Stardate order and got no extra insights from it. So <laughs> full disclosure, there's a huge likelihood that that will get you nowhere. Um, <laughs> but I would still do it. Uh Okay, so do you have one more rule? I do. Okay, and great. It I also a, have one more, so that's perfect. It is a sh- shot rule. Um, one Ooh. of our patented uh, shots out of respect. <laughs> for respect, yeah. Uh, take a shot for Whoopi Goldberg. Had a feeling. Yeah. Yes. You can do it every time she pops up in the, in the season. Um, <laughs> if you want. Hell, take a shot every time Guinan is on screen, if you want. I like that. But just, just you know, give some, give some acknowledgement to the legend that is Whoopi. So my last one is definitely a sip rule, but uh, I still think would be an interesting one to to play along with, and that is to take a sip every time a character uses someone else's first name, as in, like. Whenever Rafi calls for seven. Yep. Seven would count. Um, she sometimes calls Jean-Luc JL and I would uh-huh. go with that. But for the most part, it's Rafi and Picard and Rios. And, you know, they call everybody by their last names for the most part. Gerardi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so rare to hear them called Jean-Luc or Agnes or whatever Rafi's first name is. Uh, uh, Rafi is her first name. Is Rafi her first name? Yep. Rafi Musaker. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. Okay, so Rafi is the only one that they call by her first name consistently. Um, and then Chris for Rios. It's just it's so much more rare for them to call them by their first names. That's true. Uh, it stood out, especially I watched the episode twice today in preparation. And uh, it just, it jumped out at me so hard (laughs) that I had to put it down. That's a good one. 
But you can find us on the internet. I am at Indecisionist on Twitter and at the Indecisionist on Instagram. I am at BSilverio20 on Instagram and Twitter. This has been an Indecisionist production. Special thanks to April Moralva for our podcast art and to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. Yes. And if you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can use the hashtag time to party. That is time the number two party. Until next time, when we are reunited with your ear holes, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Oh, that's the rock song again. <laughs>